Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. I hope it is as sunny in your heart as it is outside my window here in Vancouver. Gosh, I love summer. Um, I'm really excited to have any everyone joining us today. I am also very lucky to have two of my favorite co-hosts on with me. We've got Rebecca and Cass, who are both amazing actors and human beings and activists and just want to share great messages. And they've invited a friend of theirs named Carla. Uh, Carla's a support worker, and she's going to be talking to us today about violence, abuse, bullying, harassment from everything in the film industry uh, to an amazing organization that she works with, and it's called the Helping Spirit Lodge Society. We've all experienced some kind of poor communication, bullying, harassment of some type in our lives, and and it comes in all forms, in all areas, and and we just never know when it's going to crop up next, and having the tools to deal with that is... um, is really important, no matter what stage of your life you're in. So uh, welcome, Carla, to the show. And Rebecca, I'll let you take it away because you are the one who invited Carla on with us today. So have fun, everyone. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks, Brandy. Um, yeah, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm really excited to have Carla on today. Um, and Cass, thank you for being there to assist and co-host because I know you've got a wealth of knowledge on this subject too. I do. And thank you so much for having me back to co-host. It's actually been a while since I've been on the show. Yeah, we've missed you. But um, yeah. let's, let's, welcome, let's welcome our guest, Carla. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, well, thank you so much for having us. And thanks for letting me talk about a really important subject that I think once we become adults, we sort of think has been left on the schoolyard. So, yeah, talking about yeah. boys in the in the workplace specifically. Of course. And, it, you know, it's hard to share stories like this. And, and you're right, like the the idea of bullying definitely does change from the schoolyard to, to when you're transitioning into those more adult like careers and things like that. And that, that starts to happen like even in high school when you start to get those first jobs and things like that. And the the idea of bullying on the schoolyard and, and placing, you know, those movie type stereotype bullies it becomes very different when you introduce like power and psychology and, you know, the, the political climate of a work environment. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, a big difference between having someone, one of your peers bully you and having the people in authority do nothing about it versus having the people in authority, the ones bullying you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, completely. It's definitely difficult to know where to turn once uh, you start recognizing these bullying and harassment, um, you know, those those signals of, of bullying and harassment, I would say, uh, if it's happening from someone like your HR manager or your boss, and you, you start not mm-hmm. knowing where to go if you don't have those ingrained support systems or processes already within your uh, workplace culture. That's a super tricky one if it's your your HR manager. Gosh, but mm-hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about you, who you are, like, like all the things that are important to you, so that we get a better better idea of you know who you are. Yeah, sure. So, um, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 
Hi, yeah, it was just it was breaking up a little bit there for you there, but I think I caught oh. the gist. But um, yeah, so um, yeah, currently I am back to work full time. Uh, actually, COVID has done um, has really kind of pivoted me into a really beautiful industry. So I work um, with a society called the Helping Spirit Lodge Society, and they are a First Nations uh, focused and and run organization who helps women and their children who are who are um, fleeing abuse and violence um, so it's been it's been really rewarding extremely rewarding and then prior to this I uh, was out of work because of COVID and as I, I was working in a restaurant and it was just kind of my first toe kind of back into the workforce was trying to find something that would be a little bit more relaxed and something that wouldn't be as stressful after having dealt with um, approximately two years of um, abuse and harassment within a job that I had in the film industry. So, excuse me, um, I was an agent, a talent agent for background performers. And I know that, um, you know, not everyone is aware, but um, it is a toxic industry as a whole. It has a lot of work to do in regards to a lot of major issues, whether it's um, sexual harassment or, um, or just uh, bullying or um, racism as well. So it's it's kind of a, an industry I'm, I'm excited to hopefully see change based on uh, the current society that we're, we're starting to realize, you know, the Me Too movement, things like that really kind of opened the door, uh, almost like the floodgates um, within this, you know, toxic film industry that we have, unfortunately, going on today. Oh, hello. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. So you mentioned you'd been going through about two years of workplace harassment at that job. At right. what point in those two years did you realize what was going on? Um, well, it it was it was always something that um, I kind of started recognizing a pattern. Um, I started recognizing my levels of stress, my feelings of anxiety were increasing, um, and it basically came to a boiling point with uh, a final incident where I was basically um, basically yelled at and sworn at to leave. So once that happened, it really kind of a light switch went on where, you know, my abuser was basically screaming, get out. Uh, if you don't like it kind of a thing, like if you don't like it, then get out or leave right now. And so it kind of was like, you know what? Yeah, like, I think I'm going to leave. And, uh, and then, yeah, the aftermath after that kind of, um, it, it basically, it, what happened was my, I fortunately have family members who work within uh, the therapy counseling field. So I reached out to them and it was the best phone call I made was actually getting the guidance from professional to the next steps that I needed to take in order to basically start my process of healing, as well as start a process of recovery and uh, actually getting a lot of organizations involved to help me along the way. Um, so one of the best pieces of advice that I was given right after it was basically the next day um, where I was basically told go to the doctor go to your doctor 
and tell them what's going on. So I, unfortunately, I know like most people perhaps don't have a family doctor, but I went into a walk-in clinic and I was seen by a doctor there. And I basically just started blabbering and and crying and explaining what I had just gone through, um, trying to explain some of the scenarios I had experienced, where I was at, how I was feeling. And she really started, she initiated, this doctor initiated the process that I'm still going through to this day, but it's definitely opened my eyes to the resources there. So what my doctor ended up doing was writing me a note saying, um, you know, my patient has suffered from a work-related health issue and will not be returning to work until further notice. And then my doctor actually initiated a WCB claim. So that's uh, WorkSafe BC. And WorkSafe BC is something that every employer uh, should be paying into, you know, it's an insurance, uh, basically it's an insurance, it's a private insurance organization where they uh, handle situations of health and wellness um, within the workplace. And that's something that comes off of, uh, you know, they pay monthly into, I believe it is anyways, but they, they pay for these services so that if an employee is injured on the job, then WCB steps in to compensate the worker while they heal. Mm-hmm. And so mental health is is very, um, it's kind of new terrain, I would say, in regards to our health industry and, and, and having WCB involved. Uh, you know, they usually get claims like, oh, someone fell off a ladder and hurt their back and now they have to go do X, Y, Z in order to get better and return to the workforce. So that is WCB's mandate is to basically make the worker healthy again to healthy enough to return back to the workplace. Um, it also has other other things that they do, which is something that I, I found out was pretty astounding, was they have uh, they have a department where they actually, if you call in, you can call in anonymously and say, I would like to have uh, a WorkSafe BC, uh, someone in the bullying and harassment department to do a walkthrough of my work. So, um, so they actually so send, oh, go ahead. That's, that's really oh, I was gonna say, um, interesting. good to know. That oh, they sorry, have, go ahead, Rebecca. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's really good to know that they have like resources for mental health as well, because as you say, you typically sort of think um, of like a WorkSafe claim to be, you know, physical harm. Whereas, yeah. you know, a, men- a mental injury and, and take like hits to your mental health definitely takes, you know, a, a quite a toll on your ability to work. Oh, completely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's coming, uh, you know, it's being talked about a lot more of, you know, you ha- you feel sick having a sick day to maybe have, you know, a mental health day and having that kind of become a little bit more commonplace because, yeah, your health is not just physical. It is definitely mental as well. And WCB and WorkSafeBC.com have a ton of resources, a ton of resources, whether you are an employee or an employer, uh, to protect yourself in case of 
health-related issues that arise out of your workplace. And actually, one of the things that every workplace needs to have is an anti-bullying and harassment policy and a process that is accessible to all employees that if they are feeling as if they are being bullied or harassed, there is a process that the employee knows that they can go through. And the steps are right on WCB or WorkSafeBC.com. Uh, they even have sample bullying, anti-bullying and harassment policies on their website. You can give them a call. They have a ton of resources. And this is uh, in the best interest of any employer out there uh, right now in British Columbia is that they all need to have a workplace anti-bullying and harassment policy in place that every employee has access to and knows what it, what to do if they are having these feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely um, like obviously a lot of the things you're saying is is sort of BC specific, uh, but there's a lot of resources out there in America as well or anywhere around the world where you're listening. So um, it's just important to to you know start that search, and you know you can still use the resources that Carl is talking about um, wherever you are located in the world as an example um, oh. to bring to your employer if you don't have it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You can even Google, you know, workplace bullying and harassment policies. I'm sure a lot of templates will come up um, because there are, you know, there are organizations perhaps even in your neighborhood that that will come uh, and perhaps do these kinds of things or to help uh, people who are in these kinds of situations, for sure, for sure. Um, another really amazing resource that I found, and I know it is, it, it is, uh, in regards to Canadian more so, but it is anyone can access this online. Um, Something that really opened my eyes in realizing how much abuse and bullying and harassment I had been through was actually a website, if you Google Canadian Centre for Occupational Health and Safety, and it has a whole, it's eight pages if you print it out, of bullying in the workplace. And that was an extremely helpful resource for me um, to I, identify the what I had been, you know, when people go through abuse, a lot of the times they don't realize that they are going through it. And so these have, um, as well as examples of what bullying looks like, and I would love uh, to read a couple examples off as kind of bullet form here but uh, so some examples include spreading malicious rumors gossip or innuendo excluding or isolating someone socially intimidating a person undermining or deliberately impeding a person's work physically abusing or threatening abuse removing areas of responsibilities without cause constantly changing work guidelines establishing impossible deadlines that will set the individual up to fail withholding necessary information or purposely giving the wrong information, making jokes that are obviously offensive by spoken word or email, uh, intruding on a person's privacy by pestering, spying, or stalking, assigning unreasonable duties or workload, which are unfavorable to one person in a way that creates unnecessary pressure, underwork, so creating a feeling of uselessness, yelling or use of profanity, criticizing a person persistently or constantly, belittling a person's opinions, unwarranted or undeserved punishment, blocking applications for training, leave or promotion, and tampering with a person's personal belongings or work equipment. So some of these things might not, you know, might not 
you might not be aware that some of these things are bullying, but you know, it is, this is examples of workplace bullying. And I know that I experienced quite a few of these personally. Um, so yeah, it's a great resource. That's the Canadian center for occupational health and safety bullying in the workplace. I definitely think that employers and employees, or if you're new to the workforce, you should definitely learn, you know, what these, uh, things can look like just so that you can, you know, recognize it before it becomes, uh, before you start getting actually injured, having a mental health injury. So, yeah, that's a heck of a list. Mm -hmm. Um, While you were reading that out, I was thinking how often um, a precursor to a lot of those things is uh, splitting up employees. I found that um, when I was being bullied at, at my old workplace, I was bullied out of a job that I really loved. And one of the things that I noticed happening um, as it was getting really bad is they took me and my closest co-worker who um, shared a lot of identities that intersected with mine in terms of gender, sexuality and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they started um, splitting us off. So we had collaborated on something and they um, – when my coworker went to to show it to the manager on a day that I wasn't in and said, you know, Cass and I worked on this, the manager's response was, well, yes, but but it was really you, wasn't it? Like Cass didn't really have that much to do with it. Don't let Cass take credit for your work and started trying to um, split us apart so that we would begin to resent each other. And unfortunately for them, it didn't work because we were quite close colleagues. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was when they realized that it hadn't worked that they really ramped up the bullying um, because they ended up forcing me out of the job. Oh, yeah. And and um, that's something that people need to understand is that when you are put through these types of bullying and, uh, uh, you know, when you're put through these scenarios of bullying, you know, they want you to walk away from your job. They want you to quit. Uh, a lot of abusers want to push the responsibility onto the other person that, you know, make it's actually creating a toxic work environment. And so what happened with me is that um, I'm still going through uh, a lot of things currently. But one of the things that um, my ex-employer firmly believes is that I abandoned my job but I did not. I was first of all told to leave. Um, and secondly, the environment was so toxic that it would have damaged my health if I had returned to work. Mm. That's, there's a lot of heavy things to unpack there. So, uh, let's take a little beat and we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll unpack this a little more. Fabulous. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. 
And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. You are here with Rebecca and Cass, and we are talking to Carla about some workplace bullying and harassment. Now, before we uh, left on break, we talked about um, like a working definition as found uh, on one of the websites you used as a resource um, mm-hmm. for for bullying and things like that. Um, when did you start to sort of recognize that this was actually happening to you and it wasn't just like, you know, a boss, an employee um, dynamic, that, that things were actually wrong? Like, how did you start to make that differentiation? Yeah. So um, when the incidences were happening, um, obviously there was feelings of shock, you know, that, you know, I almost wanted to look into the corner of the room and say, is this big brother? Is this real life? Is someone like pranking me? Like, is this seriously a situation or conversation I'm having? So it was really kind of shocking. It, It definitely, there was that push against some of my, um, you know, some things that I perhaps valued or, or, you know, I, I, what I've gone through in my life, it was just kind of a shock, a shocking experience for me where I was definitely unable to process, you know, why this was happening or, 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 you know, things like that. Um, I definitely had moments of feeling extremely helpless. So in having, you know, I'd, I'd try to have conversations with some coworkers that I believed were, you know, my friend, quote unquote, you know, friendly enough at work to try to sort through the scenario and what had happened. Um, and I definitely, I started feeling like I lost a lot of confidence in myself. I started, uh, doubting my abilities, doubting my, 
Um, so definitely a huge loss of confidence. Um, and then it became to the point where I, I uh, started having symptoms of, of depression. So I, I was unable to sleep. I, I lost my appetite. I, you know, I lost confidence across my, in my personal life as well. It started affecting me and my relationships that I was having. Um, definitely feelings of anxiety, stepping back into the work you know, stepping back into my workplace, right? I, I was dreading going to work. I was dreading, you know, what could happen today. It, mm-hmm. it uh, um, you know, the there was tension in the room. You know, you can feel that tension. You can feel that vibration of the room of, you know, between coworkers when, because you still have to work together after these situations occur. And so there's definitely, you know, those tensions. Uh, I was having trouble doing my work tasks uh, because of the inter the dynamics that had then started to fester because these scenarios were not taken seriously and the processes were not put in place so that when these situations happened how was the boss supposed to react to someone coming to them and sharing, hey, this is happening to me. Hey, these are my feelings, you know. Um, It kind of fell on deaf ears a lot of the time, or it was actually thrown back in my face saying, Mm -hmm. well, it's it's a personality conflict. That was a classic line that I was fed by my boss at the time to say that, oh, it's a personality conflict between you and this one person or, or things like that of that nature. And, uh, I, I lost a lot of morale. Um, I lost a lot of, um, you know, at my lowest point after coming out of this, uh, situation or this work environment, um, I lost the faith in myself. I lost, I lost a lot of faith in myself to the point where, I would have, I was, I was basically bedridden with depression. I wasn't eating properly. I was not doing, you know, my, you know, having showers regularly, you know, it came to a point where I wasn't eating. Um, you know, I'd have thoughts of hunger come into my head, but because I had basically been abused to think that I'm wrong or that I don't know what I'm doing, I'm the the blame. I'm the reason these are happening. It was my fault that I stopped trusting my ability to even think. It was so damaging that I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've been diagnosed with massive depressive disorder now and it's become permanent, which is, you know, like I don't, it's not like something that I define myself as. It's just something that I have that I know it, it ultimately will you know, it's made me a stronger person. And, and, uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> so those are all yeah, things yeah. that can happen from being bullied or abused or harassed within your workplace. You can have all these kinds of feelings, um, kind of come in and it's very important to recognize these things early on and, and to try to seek out a support system, hopefully of professionals or people who are, you know, not just going to belittle your experience or try to shrug it off or tell you to get over it. Or, you know, like these are all things that we as human, we humans, we need to, to learn. Like these are new experiences for most people, hopefully some people, not, not new, unfortunately, but you know, and, and your ability to talk through these scenarios so that you can understand, um, you know, how can I, 
how can I protect myself or, you know, what can I, what can I do differently next time? Or where are those boundaries where now it's crossed the line into actual workplace, like bullying, workplace harassment. And it's not that interpersonal or like personality conflict or, or things like that. It's actually scenarios of abuse that are happening, um, so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because we're, we're sort of taught to just accept it. Like when when you go into the workplace, it's like, well, you have to do what your boss tells you to do. But then like when it's uncomfortable, how do you fight that fight back with that and not be told it's just like a disrespect for authority, especially when there's not the processes in place where you can be comfortable to say, hey, I was uncomfortable with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And there's a there's a sense that your boss is the arbiter of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it's been set up, uh, when it's like one of those places where everyone's supposedly a family within the workplace, it very much feels like arguing with your mother. Um, and it's what I found helpful is looking up the the laws in, in my area um, and uh, finding that BC is a, a one-party consent um, province to record. And I started recording one-on-one meetings that I had with my boss so that she couldn't lie about what had happened later because oh, it yeah. it just so felt like she was always going to be believed with her version of the truth and no one was ever going to believe me unless I had proof and I never ended up needing to use any of those recordings but just knowing that I had them helped me trust my own mind so much more. Oh, completely. Mm. yeah, I can't stress enough, actually, thank you for bringing that up, is every incident I had experienced that day, that day that I had experienced the conflict or, you know, that that situation, I wrote down exactly what had happened, you know, from my per point of view, perhaps, but I wrote down the dates, the times, the people involved, where I was, where others were during the conversation, what was said, how I responded, and then what was done afterwards when I tried to bring it to someone in a position of power or to, you know, the HR manager or whomever would handle situations like this, what was done by them and what was, how did it come to some sort of conclusion or how was it handled? And I wrote, and and then how I felt, how I felt after the scenario, you know, having these detailed notes as hard as it is perhaps in the moment to, to, you know, regurgitate it, um, you know, that it is so valuable to have that information because as time goes on, you know, you start remembering things differently, you know, you can, oh, did I say that? I don't remember exactly, but it is very important to document um, for yourself what has happened uh, so that perhaps at a later day uh, when you're, you know, further along perhaps a process or road to healing, you have these resources you can reflect back on or use in certain cases if you are considering going through legal action or pursuing perhaps an insurance company within your area um, because, you know, most businesses have insurance or at least they need to have insurance um, or should have insurance, honestly. Um, most most businesses, no matter where you are, should have some sort of insurance, and those insurance 
companies uh, are going to be the ones who are going to be involved if if a health-related issue stems from a workplace injury. And so, yeah, it's very important to have notes and documentation, as well as, as I had mentioned before, I went straight to a doctor. So I went to a doctor in my area, and I explained what was happening. And having the doctor record, they have to record you know, the, the interactions they have with their patients, they can record, oh, they were very anxious or they have symptoms of this or that. Having another third party who is a professional, having their records as well and having records with them is so important to have because then it's not just a he said, she said. It is, a, oh, here's a professional's opinion of what is happening or how this person is now damaged perhaps from these situations. So it is, it is extremely important to record and report, um, you know, when these things happen, even if it's just for yourself and your own records. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, so absolutely. Mm-hmm. with, with this though, um, because we, we do have, uh, quite an audience of teenagers and things like that. Is there any advice, um, that you'd be able to give from your experience to like, sort of apply that to, you know, teenage sort of, um, uh, what am I trying to say, like atmosphere kind of thing where, you know, age comes into play and things like that. Like how would you navigate it as a teenager going through this? Yeah. So I would say, um, don't let anyone tell you what you, you know, how to feel in a, in a way, um, you know, like if you have these feelings um, or you have these kinds of, you know, anxieties or things like that, um, write it down, Com- like definitely write it down. Uh, writing it down and reporting things are, are so important to help you gain clarity. You can kind of read it again as uh, almost like you're reading a story almost so you can see, you know, is this right? Did Is what I did did I did I add fuel to this or did I try my best to avoid these things? Um, and just know that in your local area, there should be um, like a labor, a labor, um, like a labor standard or there, there should be certain um, even organizations, as in my case, WorkSafe BC um, or insurance companies, things like that, that 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 should have these kinds of standards or, or practices. It's really important to also look into in your local area, you know, what is bullying and harassment in a workplace within my region? What are the, the um, policies that companies need to have in place and start really understanding, um, you know, what bullying is. Cause when you're in those moments, you start doubting yourself. You start, especially, you know, I even had my own family when I shared with them, you know, what I had experienced, they would say things to me like, oh, we'll just get another job or get over it. You know, just, just do oh, something. Oh, absolutely. Else. And, and that and- kind of just get used to it is, is so insidious, especially when you're young. Um, oh, especially as a woman too, you know, I find that a lot of the things, oh, I'm dramatic or, oh, I'm over-exaggerating or, oh, I'm sensitive. Yeah. You know? And those I, are toxic things to say to people, you know, never, it's not like don't t- let people tell you how to feel. It's just understand that not everyone, even if they're family, even if they're your best friends, not everyone is going to understand or have uh, the 
you know, have the, I don't know what even to say, but have the ability to help you in these situations. That is why it's so imperative. You seek professionals, uh, whether it's doctors, counselors, therapists, where you seek out these people who are professionals. Um, and even in some cases, legal, um, representatives and things like that, because, a lot of the times this goes against, you know, labor regulations. This goes against, um, you know, the rights that you have as an employee. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Completely. Um, I just wanted to add as well, um, when seeking out professional help, particularly from doctors, if the first one doesn't help you get a second opinion, even okay. if the first one does help you get a second opinion, um, cause when I was going through this situation, I did get a doctor's note basically saying, um, Cass has been subject to bullying and basically trying to get me transferred to a different department and was told by HR that that wasn't an unbiased opinion. Um, and what I should have done was gone to a different doctor and get them to back that up. And, and I didn't cause I was exhausted and depressed, but, um, oh, knowing to get that backup of opinion um, from another professional and just keep getting that opinion backed up until you are believed. Oh, completely. Yeah. Um, you have to advocate for your own health. Um, you know, especially in, in our, um, in our healthcare system, you know, if, uh, you have to be your own advocate and, and especially in these situations, um, it's important that you, you know, take time for self-care, but a lot of these things need to be done, um, right away so that, it is captured by these professionals um, what is happening to you and the trauma that you've dealt with and the and the mental health issues that you're experiencing at that time, you know? So it's important that you, if you aren't, you know, if you're not um, having, finding that the doctors or, or counselors are really, you know, kind of trying to work with you, it's, you know, you got to get another counsel. You have to find another doctor because that is a part of their job is to pre- protect the yeah. healthiness of, of the people, you know, like that is, that is their job. Yeah. And, and not just because having more professional backup helps your case more, but also because you as a person deserve to be helped. And if <laughs> it takes, you know, two or three or four different doctors to help you, um, then you just keep seeing two or three or four doctors until you find the one that um, is going to help things get better. Completely. Um, it looks like we just need to take another quick break now, uh, but we will be back in a couple of minutes to uh, chat a little bit more about this and get some final thoughts. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at one 855 
1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. You're with Rebecca, Cass, and Carla, and we're talking about workplace bullying and harassment. And, you know, we've talked a lot about um, resources and, and the things that you can find online and also within the healthcare system and things like that in order to support you in situations like this. But something I do want to talk about as well is um, the you know, the role of age in this, because, you know, being mindful of the fact that a lot of our audience are teenagers and you go through the exact same experiences, no matter what age you are, like, and it can often provide an extra barrier there when, when you kind of need to find an adult who's in your corner to, to validate your experience. Um, so like, what can we do in, in that sort of case, like as a teenager going through this, um, what would you say to them? Like to, to sort of safeguard themselves and protect themselves? Yeah, so um, I have some general tips that you can kind of keep an eye or an ear open, eye open for in the workplaces that you're, maybe it's your first job and you want to make a good impression, you want to work really hard, um, but keep an eye out for um, and ask management, hey, do you have, you know, policies, workplace policies that I can have um, and get a better understanding of the workplace, um, including an anti-bullying and harassment policy? You know, ask questions. Um, I like to always remind myself when I've, I've been through interviews that interviews are a two-way street. You know, the employer is interviewing a potential employee, but you're also basically interviewing them to see if this is a good fit for you. And not all workplaces are going to be a good fit, you know, for you in particular. So definitely, you know, totally. That's an important point. You're not like always at the mercy of the employer. It's not about you just going there and trying to conform to whatever it is that's there so that you can get that paycheck. Like you, you have to find a place that's good for you, like mentally and, and, and like, you know, yeah, physically too. Yeah. Yeah. Intellectually, all, all the things, you know, Oh, um, yeah. 
And you have the opportunity to ask questions and to say no, you know, like if this isn't going to be a workplace that you see red flags right away, avoid, 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 you know, let them have their own, um, let them implode on themselves. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can't always save or help, you know, you want to get into your first job and you want to, you know, you know, make changes and things like that and, and help them. But realistically, you know, you have to be, you know, number one for yourself and make sure that you're, you know, like there will always be another job out there. Always. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just, I just to add to that as well, like with, with bullying as well, the unfortunate thing about it is that there's no real easy way to deal with it because it's, it's a lot of emotional labor on the victim and the bully doesn't like really necessarily see or recognize what they're doing. And if they do, they don't care. So unfortunately, a lot of the work does fall to the victim where you you do have to safeguard yourself. And, you know, I I learned from a very young age um, in terms of workplace bullying and things like that to to keep a paper trail, to to make sure that everything is in writing to protect myself. Mm Because I've always been seen as like, you know, I'm I'm little, I'm a compact little five foot two bubbly little thing. Um, And a lot of the times people will see that persona and automatically put that in the box of I can walk all over her and she doesn't know anything. So I've, I've been in a lot of situations where I've had to be like, excuse me, sir. Like, yeah. (laughs) And your point, your point about um, the emotional labor falling on the victim. So Mm. often victims, especially um, uh, victims who are members of minority groups, um, gender minority, racial minority, anything are more often required to make nice with their bullies Um, because yeah and the onus is on us to make ourselves palatable for them and to make ourselves less bulliable yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think from from what everyone's um sort of saying like a, a real takeaway that I'm getting from this conversation is that no matter what position you're in or where you fit in the hierarchy of like power, your voice still counts. Oh, like, yeah. It's not just about what the boss says and, you know, what they deem as appropriate. Your voice counts about what is appropriate for you and the way you are treated. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And um, you know what? I also would recommend if someone believes they've experienced a situation of bullying, um, to email in to your boss, your employer and, and say, Hey, this happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Um, or I'm feeling anxious coming back into the workplace. This, this hasn't been resolved. How can we resolve this? How can we all feel comfortable moving forward so that I can continue to feel safe at work because that is something that all employers need to do is provide a safe working environment for all their employees. Um, that is just, you know, like that's a standard, Exactly. that's a standard. Yeah. And, and having that written paper trail, um, you know, and to see what those processes are, you can start, start, you can start feeling it when, when people are trying to really push you away, dismiss the issue, you can start feeling it. And if you have it in writing, it's the most powerful thing. That Definitely. You for sure. So avoid those, um, you know, we hope that we can, you know, if someone's being bullied, if you feel like you're being bullied, you, you hope that you can say, Hey, look, I'm feeling uncomfortable right now. Um, can you please just stop 
And can we talk about this later? I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling like uneasy. Can we talk about this later? You would hope that you'd be able to go then reapproach that person and say, hey, you know what happened yesterday or earlier today? You know, I just want to kind of have have a conversation with you about it like you know and and you want to try to approach it one-on-one with that person and and sometimes they can say hey I'm sorry then you say I'm sorry and you know you become closer because you've gone through these things and you're both learning you're you're young you're you're learning what a work healthy workplace looks like you know if but if Mm. you cannot approach that person without feeling threatened or feeling um you know uh whatever um if you don't can approach that person directly, that is when these managers or these people, um, that's the part yeah. of their job is to then step in. And that's when you send that email out. You send that email out and you say, hey, this is what happened. Maybe I tried to talk to them about it. It didn't really go very well. I'm still uneasy coming into work. I don't feel completely safe or whatever. Um, I just want to know what we can do to, to resolve this together. You know, really mm-hmm. stress that you're, you know, if you want to work there, you know, if you want to continue to work there, you you can try to have these methods, right? If you if you find like, you know what, um, the thing is, is that I, I hesitate to say, you know, just leave because honestly, like the, the bullying and harassment will continue to perpetuate, right? Um, if yeah. you if you need to leave, leave completely. It's not on you to fix everything. You're a young worker trying to just get a job and you know build life experience. It's not on you to to make these changes, but it is a very powerful thing. If you can find out in your area, what your resources are, what the standards of practice are within workplace environments, um, labor unions, like any kind of, uh, there has to be somewhere in your area that has an organization that focuses on employees um, to, to really give you some more resources about, uh, about what's supposed to happen and what, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There, like, there's lots of resources, as you say, and like, uh, just to sort of jump in and and add on to like what you're saying about like sending the email where the paper trail is important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, you know, if you're not feeling comfortable, you know, saying to this person, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with what they're doing. Uh, something that I used to do was when I would recognize like, um, that like this person was starting to become aggravated or whatever, I would call someone else in that I trusted. Um, in my case, it was the HR manager so that they were just like around and it wouldn't be like oh I just need this person it would just be like hey um I know you're good at this can you just like hang around for this as well so then there was someone else there to watch if the situation got escalated and then it took the emotional labor off me to um have to deal with it but yeah yeah Cass do you have anything to add as well yeah actually along the same lines I was gonna say um when you're in that situation where you've got a a person that you need to um, confront, don't be scared to have backup and a sounding board. Um, mm. we, we're, I've often found myself very concerned not to look like I'm engaging in workplace gossip, but there's a big difference between workplace gossip and um, bending someone's ear about a problem to try and find solutions. So if you have a close coworker or even someone outside of work that you trust, you are totally okay to tell them what's going on so that they can help you find solutions and and be your backup in that confrontation if necessary yeah yeah it's important like as Carla said like to to seek out the support around you if there's you know something that you could um 
you know, like a top three, like quick list, like what would you say is, is like your top three tips that you could sort of give as a quick list? Um, top three, uh, not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> <laughs> if, Sorry. I, if okay, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, perhaps what I would tell myself would be, um, you know, you might be young, um, but you're smart, and you, you know, mm-hmm. just figure out what, um, figure out what. Like I said, I just I keep repeating, but have that sounding board, have that, you know, quick Google search of, of standards and practices and have that, you know, be, be aware, research into these kinds of situations. If you're starting to feel you're trapped in one research, 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 number one, Mm -hmm. number two is reach out, reach out to the support system, reach out to the people in, in the positions where they're there to manage or to, to facilitate, um, you know, in inter office or inter work dynamics. Um, so research, uh, reach out and, um, don't give up. It is, do not give up. Uh, do it is going to be hard it is going to be a lot of work. I can tell you right now, I'm into almost year three of dealing with um, in dealing with WorkSafe BC, dealing with uh, court. Uh, I'm into year three. Just the other week, I got an eight-page uh, essay, basically trying to call, you know, just belittling me, putting me down. My sexuality was brought up. My, um, you know, what I like to do in my off time was brought up trying to say, you know, I like karaoke or whatever. I'm an attention seeking person and all sorts of things are going to be said about you. Uh, people, especially workplaces are going to try their best to protect themselves. Even coworkers you thought were once on your side are going to try to protect their current job. You know, if you end up having to leave that job and, and, um, but you have rights. You have, um, I can say now that it's very validating to follow through with this process. It's been a very huge contributor to my healing is to see, to start getting judges telling me, you know, like you've been through this to get doctors telling me this isn't okay to get judges telling me this isn't okay to get insurers telling me this isn't okay. Like, what can we do to fix you? You know, like there are, or fix this situation. Like how can we make this better? There will be resources out there for you. Will it be the first Google search? No. So do your research, reach out to the people and don't give up. Um, because I can tell you now, um, (laughs) It's been to my benefit to continue to pursue. That is solid advice. Yeah. Just keep being persistent. Um, I'm very conscious that we're about to close out the show. So I just want to ask you one last question. Um, If you had 15 seconds where everyone in the world had to sit down and listen to you, what would you tell them? Be kind. Kindness goes a long way, you know treat people with dignity, respect, even just humor, you know, laughter is a great medicine, but be kind to each other. It goes such a long way. You have no idea how long, how far kindness can go. Um, So really be kind, not only to others, but to yourself, especially if you're going through things like this, be kind to yourself. Um, Don't beat yourself up. 
you know, I've gone through it. I'm an old fart. You know what I mean? I've, I've experienced it in my past as well. Like as a young person, um, just be so kind to yourself and be kind to others. Like we don't need any more bullying in the world. We don't need any more, uh, anger or violence in the Mm -hmm. world. Just, just really spread that kindness. It goes so far. You have no idea. You are totally right. And I love that. I think that's such a wonderful way to to sort of wrap up the show because, you know, bullying, it, it really is like it can become very, very personal and it, it's quite an attack. So what you've got to remember is just be kind and love yourself. And of course, those top three tips that you mentioned, which was uh, the research, reach out and don't give up. I just want to say thank you so much for being with us on the show today, Carla. Like we really appreciate you coming on and being brave enough to share your story. Um, Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And we'd love to have you back again, maybe one day to to sort of unpack this further. And thank you, Cass, as always, for being a wonderful co-host. And thank you, Brandy and Variety, for having us. You guys can join us again next week at five o'clock for Teen Wealth Radio on Monday. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and